Uh, it's Wednesday morning. Last night was session number six uh, with our Essentials box set uh, playthrough of the Dragon of Ice Square Peak. And uh, at the end of the session, where we had uh, the party had ventured out to the shrine of Savras, having left the uh, gold mountains uh, tow gold mine. Um, they decided to go ahead and clear, or that they wanted to clear out the shrine, or at least investigate it, and uh, their fourth level. So going by the guidelines in the uh, adventure, they should have had four orcs, uh, the encounter, uh, four orcs, including, um, or not including the one on the watchtower, so total of uh, 14 no, that's not right. Let me check my math real quick. Three players, four orcs apiece. That's 12 plus one. It should have, should have been 13. I actually threw in a couple extra orcs, so we had 15 orcs uh, that were either in various states of lounging about in their lean-tos or you know, going about their business, and uh, it called for three ogres. So I added two orcs, but I did take away one ogre, so... There were only two of them there, and oh boy, they hit pretty hard um, and had a pretty nice bonus to hit. And this was the first time that I really let the uh, dice stay. Uh, I mean, I had been kind of pulling some of the punches early on, especially when they were still first level. Just to, I didn't want anyone to die on their first game, honestly. So. Uh, they, they ended up uh, scouting a little bit, you know, saw, we had uh, one of the, they showed up in the evening at dusk, and it was getting dark, and one of the characters had the goggles of night, um, in which I think was 120 foot dark vision, so he was able to spy out any movement before the uh, orcs who were inside um, had a 60 foot dark vision, so he was able to get the drop on them, and tell everybody you know what he saw and they decided to enter through the east side where most of the wall was just crumbled encountered some orcs uh, the first little battle with the uh, group of them was it went fairly quickly and, and, and well for them but it also raised the alarm now the wizard of the party also scouted over with his familiar and when they heard that they were, well, I just told them they, that there weren't ogres, but they were large humanoids, rather brutish-looking, thick. Um, they were a bit nervous because this is their first encounter with a relatively tougher opponent, and uh, uh, so they were trying to be careful. They used a lot of uh, strategy as far as trying to clear. A room and use it to um, fight from and, and try to create a little bit of a defensive area inside the building and then it went back and forth and there were many many cantrips used or, um, early on because they seemed like they knew they needed to save their significant spells for later the paladin had a couple smites he was just itching to use um, so they ended up engaging everybody and sort of chasing, uh, they, they thought that they would get the drop and started trying to lure the ogres 
into a chase around the building, um, but it kind of backfired because the ogres actually had a, a movement rate faster than them with their long strides and whatnot. So, and one of the party is a gnome, so he's actually only got like 25 feet per round movement. So they were able to, to catch up to the party and uh, lay a pretty good hit on a couple of the characters. But by the end of the fight, they had exhausted all their spell slots and they were, they were all starting to get nervous. Um, the wizard had been hit uh, by a couple of orcs, so not a lot of damage, but he had been damaged some. The paladin took a mighty shot from one of the ogres um, and seemed to be significantly uh, unnerved by the amount of damage. I think it was a 2d8 plus 3, something like that. So he got hit pretty hard. And um, our artificer, artificer uh, also took a couple of shots. Nothing really severe. But by the end of the fight, after everything had been uh, downed, smoking bodies everywhere from multiple firebolts and um, everything like that. And the, the smites hit, did uh, good damage on the ogres. Um, you know, they had, I think, 59 hit points apiece and a low armor class, but man, they, had a, they were just a big bag of hit points. And if they hit you, they hit you hard. By the end of the fight, everybody was just almost exhausted they were all excited about it they said uh, you know afterwards in our little after action talk after the uh, session was over everybody was like this is the first time I was really worried I got scared that we were going to get our butts kicked so that turned out great um, and I think if I would have left three ogres and in there it, it could have went really badly so I think uh, made the right decision there to pair back because they were, I mean, they weren't rolling that bad, but they just, there's so many hit points with those ogres. They kept going back and forth and it was just like slugging. And uh, I guess they're just lucky that the, the rolls didn't go in the favor of the ogres because a couple more shots from them and I, somebody would have went down. But um, anyway, they did go through the shrine uh, had the little vision about seeing um, Cryovane on top of uh, an ice spire hole um, where he's layering right now. There was a good, very, actually, there wasn't much in the way of role playing too much between the characters. I uh, tried to give them a short little travel montage as they were heading from the gold mine to. Um, uh, Coinberry, and then down to uh, the shrine. They honestly just were looking for a fight tonight. Um, they didn't engage with each other very much as far as chit-chat, although I was really kind of trying to encourage it. And uh, so that part fell a little flat, the travel part, which I kind of expected. But at this point, they're still new to the game, and, and they're not in heavily into the role-playing aspect as far as, like, interpersonal uh, developments and things like that. So I'm um, trying to still draw that out because I, I just... Uh, basically, everyone is still having fun with what we're doing, so I'm happy with that. But 
Um, I did have a conversation about when this little campaign ends, what they wanted to do. And one of the players really wants to just keep continuing to something else with the same character because he said he really is enjoying his mage. Uh, the other two were both excited to come to a conclusion with this campaign arc and start over with new characters and try something different. So I think that's what we're going to end up doing. I'm going to try to run the extra adventures that are included with the Essentials set. If you go through D&D Beyond, they have, I think, three more uh, adventures to take you up through level 12 or so. I mean, there's plenty of, plenty of material, so looking forward to that. Again, everybody checking in, everybody said they had a good time, that, you know, they said the fight was actually exciting, and considering how many opponents they had to deal with, I was asking about, you know, combat dragging on or anything like that, because they essentially broke up the entire um, shrine encounters into basically three mini-fights, is the way it ended up running, and they were happy with the way it turned out like I said very on edge because they were down to just cantrips I mean it had burned through the uh, paladin had used up most of his uh, lay on hands ability to heal himself and one of the other members so it went well it was exciting uh, everyone's looking forward to uh, next week figuring out what they want to do I'm not really excited about the an escort of uh, the, taking the ox cart out to the loggers camp. So I want to make sure I go ahead and put up the other options for the, I think it's the final three planned quests. And uh, they still haven't made it out there to a couple of the areas of interest in the forest that are sort of free form and that you can just come across as extra story bits. So we'll see how that goes. But again, uh, session six is in the books. About three hours last night. And um, still nervous and excited uh, before the session starts. But it seems like once we get rolling, it turns into just, it's fun, time flies. Um, everyone's having a blast. I'm getting to play with both my boys and a friend of theirs. So. It's a great time being uh, had by all, and I am glad that I started running a game. Um, I've been too scared to do it for many, many years. Um, I want to throw out some thanks again to Sly Flourish for this prep um, from the Lazy Dungeon Master, Return of the Lazy Dungeon Master, the YouTube videos and uh, text articles on his blog that he put up about running the essentials box set um, the three wise dms podcast and twitter feed been listening to them a lot lately very good show very good advice um, just thanks everybody for uh, encouragement through twitter um, mumfrey 999 is my handle on there generally just post rpg stuff of uh, video games once in a while uh, pretty big fan of the AEW wrestling too so that will come through as well but anyway thanks for listening and um, have a good week 
Hi, um, this is a little segment I wanted to add into the episode, um, and it's just a little thank you, uh, especially to a couple podcasts that I listen to, and uh, one of them is the uh, Dungeon Master of None uh, podcast, and they also have a Patreon with Dungeon Master of None, and they have a weekly discussion uh, the two uh, Dungeon Masters, and it is lively, intelligent, and entertaining. Um, A lot of it focuses on uh, Dungeons & Dragons specifically, but they do talk about different, uh, the different editions of it, and it's always seems pertinent, um, whether they're talking about the upcoming uh, book that's coming out, or maybe something in the UA, some new classes or something that, you know, they're trying out. They have an intelligent and just a a way of going through things that is well thought out, and they dig down pretty deep. Um, I think most episodes run you 45 minutes to an hour, close, you know, or closer to an hour for the most part. But um, again, very entertaining and uh, certainly a quality weekly podcast that I would recommend. Uh, Dungeon Master of None. And also the Gaming and BS podcast with the hosts uh, Brett and Sean um, who've been doing it for years and years. And their chemistry is great. Their technical ability, um, their voices come across well. They're strong, opinionated, and they back it up. Um, They also have a Discord community that is very active. Uh, You can find games there. They cover, usually are not system specific as far as the podcast itself, uh, but episode to episode it varies. Sometimes they will go into specific games, but a lot of times they will cover more of a genre or something like that, or a particular uh, game master uh, issue, or just take listener questions, comments, um, very, very, very in their, in their subject matter, I mean, it's gaming related, but, um, you can, one week it may be where they're speaking about Delta Green, and a game that someone's running, and then the next week it's, uh, the Osric edition of the first edition, uh, you know, someone's home game, both very approachable, um, on Twitter, uh, and like I said, some, some episodes, they if you send in questions through voicemail, email, uh, you can get them to speak about it on the show, and they'll often uncover a side of it that maybe you hadn't thought of. Um, and that's the Gaming and BS. They also have a Patreon, and I mentioned they have a strong Discord community. Very, uh, very good and diverse. There's a lot of different games that are being ran. Um, And that's through their forums and also the the Discord. And um, then finally this week I wanted to mention the uh, Mr. Mean. He's got a YouTube channel, uh, does videos on there, um, unboxing videos, reviews of game books. Uh, Recently he started doing his uh, reviews of the uh, Dungeon in a Box. I think he's got the the Pathfinder version that that comes. um, And... He doesn't pull punches, whether it's a book review, uh, PDF review, whatever you want to 
whatever he has a chance to take a look at, um, he'll go through it uh, and give you the high points and low points. He's got good length to his videos. They're a little shorter than, you know, most of your podcasts and stuff. But quality th uh, things here. And also the Mr. Mean uh, Army has a Discord. And everybody, the meanies all get together and, and speak about gaming. And most of it is focused on a variety of games. Um, you've got some game publishers in there. So you can talk about Low Life 2090 or you can... Uh, have a discussion on uh, low fantasy gaming, uh, chivalries and sorcery. Um, it's it's not surprising who you may run into there and get input directly from some of the authors, the publishers. Um, also, his YouTube channel has um, interviews with publishers, um, the writers for some of the books. Um, it's it varies as well. It is not very strongly. It leans away from like Dungeons and Dragons, uh, and you get into a lot of the other games out there. So it's nice for diversity that way. Um, again, that was that was thunder. I don't know if that came through, but wow, um, that was the Mr. Mean channel. So that was three little recommendations of just you know Discord, YouTube, um, Twitter. You can find them all over the place. And they're, I think they're all quality follows and well worth your time to interact with them um, through whatever media you choose, especially if you can get on through the Discord. So all uh, great folks, and I have um, on the Patreon for all three of those, so I do follow them and put my money where my mouth is. Thank you.